everyone, it's Trang here and welcome to my podcast, Tape This, where I interview local artists and learn more about them. Today I have Louis Martin Moreno with me and Louis is a local musician and artist in several bands in DFW. How are you doing today, Louis? Doing great, Trang. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, thank you so much for coming so early this morning. <laughs> are you typically like a morning person? Uh, in the past, I have <laughs> been. I was fortunate this year to where I typically start my days at noon now. Oh, wow. All yeah. I'm good now. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty early for me too, so thank you so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, can you tell us briefly about what all you do? Uh, so I do an assortment of things, but the main thing I'll basically describe myself as is kind of like, uh, right now, a freelance musician dabbling in both, uh, like, rock, uh, some, like, soul R&B and hip-hop stuff with other people, and also in classical music as well. Okay, wow. So you're just a, an overall musician. I would like to think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's kind of get started, and um, that actually brings me to my first question is, how did you get started in music? I kind of like to think of it as there being two origin stories to it. Okay. The first part of it is, like, I was I was about 12 years old in sixth grade, and I had been playing Guitar Hero, like, for a long time. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, like, in elementary school and with that, with uh-huh. a lot of friends. And, like, you know, I, I, I remember, like, specifically the days, like, I played Message in a Bottle uh, by the police on the, the second <laughs> Guitar Hero. And I did on expert. I was like, dang, that, that went hard. I'm trying to do this for real. Wow. I think. And like, I saw my mom had this guitar there in her, um, in, in like this, like in the living room that she like never touched or anything. Uh-huh. She said it was her mom's or something. So I just started teaching myself that a little bit. Wow. So that's kind of what kickstarted me on the guitar. Wow. Um, so wait, how old were you? I, I was 12 years old. 12 years old. Okay. And, uh, I was in band as well. Okay. In uh, starting in this grade because my older sister, did color guard with the flags oh, for marching yeah. band and i i liked the instruments there so mm-hmm. I, I started band at an early age as well wow in sixth grade okay wow so let me ask you this um is playing the guitar similar to how guitar hero makes it <laughs> <laughs> okay honestly like I, i'll say I've, I've always thought that the guitar hero like the way they notate their stuff on the game is actually like for the most part, really, really accurate. Like, obviously, you just have your five buttons. You're not playing like six strings or anything. Right. But <laughs> they put all they put all the notes in wow. there. It, it's so like that's it. It is it is a tough game to like get really good at. So I, it is to to a certain degree actually very very accurate. Wow. I would say. Okay. I always wondered because um, of course I don't play guitar, but I always wondered. Because even with Guitar Hero, I find it so hard to play. <laughs> no, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Um, so can you describe kind of what the beginning years of your music journey looked like? Mm. So, yeah, so, so going back to the guitar stuff, um, it's self-teaching, especially in the beginning like that, only gets you to a certain uh, to a certain distance, I would say. I mean, I, unless you're a prodigy or something, like mm. teaching yourself, like it's just really tough, so... I'd been doing Taekwondo lessons at the time as well, mm-hmm. uh, and that wow. my whole my whole family had done that. We're all black belts, fun fact. Wow, that's um, really cool. Yeah, and the the instructor there, uh, he was a very achieved guitarist himself. He played mostly like hard rock and like uh, a little metal and stuff, but he had a lot of chops. So he he taught me for I would I want to say, and I'm sorry if I got if I get it wrong, Mr. Morris, but uh, for like maybe about a year or so okay um and that really uh developed me a lot and taught me the basics on how to uh 
for one, just hold the guitar and play a note <laughs> correctly. <laughs> um, and then I think from there, I kind of like uh, breezed off on my own from there. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because he had gotten busy, so he couldn't oh, okay. teach me as frequently anymore. So mm-hmm. I just started teaching my, teach myself more from there. And um, joined a band early on with a guy named Jack Bellamy. Mm-hmm. We were in middle school together and my buddy wow. across the street, uh, Henry Butts. Uh, shout out Henry if you're out there. Um, and we, we, we played music a lot together and a very... I would say mediocre, but not bad for our age at the time. I wow. would say. Wow. Okay, this was middle school. Y'all formed a band. We did. That we is so did. cool. It was. It was very fun. <laughs> um, I felt like that meme going to school uh, where like it's like, oh, they don't know I play guitar, but like, oh, oh, was, yeah. like it, it kind of was like <laughs> yeah. that. Though. Like you're like I'm. I'm low key cool after school, right? Yeah, right. It's <laughs> like I actually do something cool. Literally, but I mean, yeah. So, but uh, people find that eventually. So it's, it's all good. But no, that was kind of how we did. We spent our time then um, mostly doing covers, but eventually started writing songs together and stuff uh-huh. like that. Uh, but it, it was it was fun. Um, and then I actually started on the trombone uh, in sixth grade as well. And I wanted to do... I tried viola before that, but I was bad at that. And plot twist, I was really mm. bad at the trombone too. So mm-hmm. eventually I, I switched to other things. Man, but yeah, so that it, it just, it just kind of like middle school just really... Uh, is what pushed me wow. uh, starting off really. So you there. were doing you were doing band like in school and outside of school. Yes. Wow. So just music all around. <laughs> yeah. No. It was definitely the thing. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, and at, at the time it was still a hobby, but it it it, it definitely That's as awesome. you can see became a large part of my yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what I wanted to ask: what's uh, six? What school did you go to in sixth grade? Uh, I went to the... So I'm from Fort Worth, okay. uh, Texas, for, for, first of all. And um, I went to Wedgwood Sixth Grade Center uh, for sixth grade and started band there. And then Wedgwood Middle School, uh, which is just a block from my house, oh. my parents' house. Um, uh, yeah, so it, Wedgwood for sixth, seventh, and eighth yeah. in southwest Fort Worth. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was going to say, because uh, I started band in sixth grade as well. So yeah, I, didn't I was know if, You if played the flute? The clarinet. Clarinet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was close. I mean, woodwind, I knew that. Honestly, band in sixth grade was like the coolest thing. You know, it was just like really a cool, like you're learning something. And, yeah. Yeah. I Especially really with all your it. friends. Involved. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, who would you say, who or what would you say are, were some of your biggest inspirations or influences when you were starting music? Um... I would say, uh, but largely my older sister was part of it because she did play the piano and, oh. and sang a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, my dad as well. He he's very he's very tone deaf with with zero music talent. At <laughs> least that's how he says it. Uh-huh. Um, he had a strong love for music as well. Okay. So uh, and just listening to it and mm-hmm. listening to all kinds of stuff, anything from like Queen to obscure bluegrass, progressive funk fusion. Okay. Um, and that really got me into it as well. So that just kind of sparked the love for music. But, um, also just like, uh, I thought Jimi Hendrix was really cool mm-hmm. back in the day. I was like, mm-hmm. Hey, he's black. I'm black. Yeah. Oh yeah. And representation. I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, That's cool. And yeah. he, he was successful sadly after he died, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So, um, that, by the way, I want, I meant to ask you that band that you had, um, in middle school with your friends, what sort of music were y'all playing Ugh. and where were y'all drawing that inspiration for, for that band? I would describe it as I think I would say it was like alternative rock at the time, but like with some indie vibes in there, mm-hmm. for sure. I think a lot of the inspirations at the time was probably um, 
maybe partly the White Stripes. I, I remember us playing a few of, of their songs at the time. Uh, we also listened to Cake a lot back in the day too. I don't think I'm familiar with that band. You, you've probably heard some songs, but like they had okay, like you know, that The Distance. Do you remember that movie Turbo? Hand each other the snail. And they had that commercial yeah. because he's going the distance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's okay. cascades. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have some up there. Um so we'd liked them a lot. They were mm-hmm. kind of influencing. And then Henry, the drummer at the time, he was a big fan of Blink One eighty two. Okay. I remember. Okay. And that was kind of it. So kind of a mesh of all those yeah. things, I guess you could say. Did y'all end up performing anywhere, like a talent show or anything? Uh not really in middle school as much i don't think it was more just fun sometimes we would play in our front yard and stuff like that um which was fine for the most part uh but uh no now we're in middle school i think it was really in high school that uh me and jack started playing okay a lot more nice so that's it kind of brings me to like is that because you started so young is that why you have a lot more confidence like um on stage now i think so i think I've never really felt nerves in a performance too much. Okay. Only time I've, I ever get nervous or anything is just when it's an audition of some sort. Because mm-hmm. an audition, that's like what could determine whether or not you're going to be able to perform. Gotcha. But like once I'm in the performance, like, oh, I'm already here. Okay. I, I have the, the job, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Now, so it's not, <laughs> nice. it's not as big a deal. Okay, cool. So um, tell tell me about how you got involved with like the Arlington music scene because I know you're mm. you're from Fort Worth originally. Yeah, yeah. So really, I think what did it mainly was that I started going to school at the University of Texas at Arlington. Okay. Um, and I I'm majoring in music education there, and um, we were still. Uh, it was uh, me and Jack were still in a band, a, a band that kind of reformed called Black Market Garden mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And Justin from Cherry Mantis and Dreamfeed, the drummer and mm-hmm. one of the singers, he was all we we met in high school too. So we were still playing, oh. and um, and I was like, hey, um, you know, Arlington Hyena has some stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we we started doing some shows, but really, even then, I think we were still mostly in Fort Worth at the beginning of my college life. Mm. Okay. Um, but then slowly but surely started meeting more and more people in the Arlington scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually uh, Cherry Manis formed and stuff like that mm-hmm. as well. And that's what really, Cherry Manis said, while we, I was at school at UTA, that's what really kicked us in Arlington. Okay, so so you had kind of the, um, like being able to network and meet people through UTA is how kind of um, mm-hmm. what helped with the Arlington, like meeting people in Arlington. Um, and then you formed Cherry Mantis. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk more about Cherry Mantis. I think everyone's like super excited to hear more about that. Um, how did how did that start? So yeah, so, so me so me and Justin, we've been playing for like about maybe two or three years at that point from high school there with Jack and Blackmark Garden. And I had been playing bass because I had played guitar originally in Black Market Garden, but. Um, and the basses we had had gone to school somewhere far away, so I had started playing bass. And uh, at some point, I was like, you know, I like the guitar, which is funny because now I like the bass a bit mm-hmm. more, I would say. But um, so I was like, what if we formed another group where um, I play the guitar uh, again and 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 sing something? Because mm-hmm. I do have some songs that I have been writing. Um, so it was me and just Justin for a while. <clears throat> um, and then from there, we went through this, like, kind of a whole roster of people trying different people out to try to get to the lineup that we have today. Um, 
so it had started with a, a buddy of ours named Adam, um, who's a great bassist. Um, but eventually we, we tried other people out just to try to get a better fit mm-hmm. and more stuff like that. Um, and then, so, and then we, I remember we added Gabe Roth shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And Gabe, we went to high school together. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, we went to the, I went to the same high school as him. Justin did overlap at, the, at that high school for one year, I okay. believe. But I went to school with his older brother for a while, actually. Um, but I remember we just saw him on Instagram, and I was like, oh, okay, he plays the guitar. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, and he's really good, shredding like um, some Chan stuff on his gram. And we, so we, I just messaged him and said, hey, do you want to do this? And so he was in. And then shortly after, um, we, I was in jazz band one afternoon. Oh, cool. A uh, big band at UTA okay. in the jazz ensemble there. And me, Michael, he was was there too, and we were we were both. Um, I think we might have been one. Like there might have been three bassists in the group that year, but mm-hmm. I, I distinctly remember him being there <laughs> at the very least. Um, and he was playing, and I was like, okay, he's kind of swinging back there. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's good. So I, I and same thing, just like, hey, do you want to give this a shot? And he was he's really great. He's Mike, oh. yeah, I see him, Michael, but don't don't let it go to your head, man. Uh oh. <laughs> um, nah, he's 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 humble. He's humble. But yeah, yeah. No, he and he he did very well. I was very I was very impressed um, okay. with his playing. Still am, mm-hmm. and he gets better and better. And then I don't remember how, but I, and Justin still gives me a hard time to this day about it. Um, but. I think we saw Jenna singing on Instagram too, or something, and she also was going to UTA at okay. the time, and we were even in the same major, so we had some classes overlap, but we were in uh, band, concert band together, because okay. she was doing percussion, um, and then yeah, we really saw that she played piano, and so we invited her on as well, um, and that that's when like all those members were solidified. There were still a couple of other... Uh, second singers that we had tried, mm. but uh, then Jen was like, I sing, and I was like, <laughs> why didn't you say so? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of how we got to where we are now, but most, so mostly everyone through school, though, Okay, is basically the moral of the story. There. Yeah. Um, were there any obstacles, like, when y'all first started um, playing together, or, like, just kind of forming the band that you, you felt like you were able to overcome? Mm. Well, for, forming the members together definitely was a large part of it because mm-hmm. me and me and Justin can be very picky. very picky. <laughs> Understandable. Um, with with people that we're gonna at least start a, like a passion project right. with. Um, so that was a thing. Um, but other than that, I think it was for the most part really smooth. It, it, it's always hard to like get try to find gigs. Oh. Like you know, at first even like one one of the free ones, but like yeah. it's like oh, I don't know people. Gotcha. <laughs> like so, but um. We just eventually just met a few more and more people, and I, I, I even remember one time, it was because we were playing with Black Market Garden at the time, too, and we did a gig here in Arlington, mm. um, and uh, I was like, hey, um, and they had asked if you want, if we wanted another show with Black Market Garden, and I was like, uh, well, we can't make it, because mm. uh, Jack had something, but I had this other band oh. that's, like, kind of good if you uh-huh. want to do them, <laughs> and nice. so that kind of was it, but, and that, that, t- that didn't take much long, but that was a worry of mine beginning was just trying to get shows mm-hmm. yeah after that it was pretty smooth nice nice i was gonna ask because i know y'all have like a a pretty big band like a amount of amount of members in the band um is scheduling ever an issue where it's like finding time with everyone's schedules constantly um that's always a battle so how do y'all make it work <sighs> well 
<laughs> I think a lot of the time, I think, and I think a lot of people can relate to this because everyone's busy. Everyone's yeah. working hard on something, you know, and a lot of people at this age still have day jobs to make ends meet. Right. It's a sad reality. Um, but I th- I really, the, I think our kind of ritual at this point is if we have a show, we just try to get at least one rehearsal before it. Um, and, 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 and that's it, kind of. Because like, there, there was a time before we definitely needed more rehearsal, especially when we were just starting out. But like mm-hmm. at this point, you know, and we have we have so many songs and even songs that are unreleased and oh. stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, and it's been over three years, I think, that we've been mm-hmm. playing together. So we are we have a pretty good idea of each other and and mm-hmm. and what and what we do. Um, yeah. So it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much rehearsal anymore to get ready for a show. So even if it's like late. Like, hey, I can do 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Uh, it's like, I have to be up at 8. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you know, that's just kind of generally how it is. But we, we try to avoid late nights if we can. Okay. Just out of respect for people's mornings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's really um, good. But no, it typically works out. But yeah, we, it's, we don't, we're not able to meet often through the week. But we, oh, sometimes okay. we treat, we try to hang out every once in a while. Yeah. But it is hard to get everyone together for that's sure. That's nice. Um from what I've heard from others in the community is y'all have really great synergy as a band overall. Like, I feel like, um, you know, even if, like, I don't know if y'all ever get into, like, any disagreements or anything, but I feel like y'all are all very, very, like, um, synergistic enough to to kind of resolve things, mm-hmm. you know, pretty well. Like, I feel like y'all, y'all really mesh well together, every single one I of y'all. I think so. The personalities yeah. really do yes, blend very yes. nicely. And I think that actually adds to... Um, like just the vibe of the band overall because mm-hmm. we can see it on stage that y'all like you know are having fun and are friends yeah. it's really cool yeah um what would you say are can you describe like your roles in the band what all you do mm. yeah so uh <laughs> i think everyone definitely does play their, their own piece mm-hmm. i mean there are a lot of things that do happen behind the scenes so uh as of late uh Michael and uh, kind of Jenna a, a bit as well have been taking on the responsibility of trying to get our website oh. slash like EPK going. Okay. Um, so he's kind of been taking the reins with that for a while now. Jenna has helped a lot with always um, recording process and like um, uh, anything that we don't finish in the studio, we typically do like at her house or okay. Justin's house sometimes. So, mm-hmm. but that's kind of that's kind of her and Beach as well, as well as like uploading them to uh, the distributors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, uh, and then Justin, uh, I I would describe him. It's very important, but he uh, he he's I don't want to say he's I wouldn't say he's mean by any means or anything, but um, he. He's a very matter-of-fact <laughs> okay. matter guy. Straight to the and point. He'll say how he feels, okay. which I think we need that sometimes because a lot of us are very neutral oh. <laughs> on a lot of things <laughs> most of the time. And we have opinions, but like on, on a lot of things, it just really, really helps get things going. But okay. much, of, much of a strong, very strong leadership role, and he okay. definitely helps book uh, a lot, if not most, of the, of the gigs wow. and, and kind of talks to the other people via mm-hmm. our, our social media and like mm-hmm. our email and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then they like to call me the leader, uh, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with, mm-hmm. right? but but also not at the same time. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here, but I, I I write I help write a lot of the foundations of the songs. Okay. But everyone does that too. Michael has his stuff. Uh, Jenna has his, her stuff. Mm-hmm. Gabe has his stuff. Um, but yeah, no. Um, 
uh, that's kind of where I like to do mo focus most of my work. It's okay. just mainly on songwriting and stuff like that. Oh, okay, and then gotcha. helping make any executive decisions and stuff like that. And then Gabe as well, he's been helping a lot with uh, our merch a lot lately. So like the t-shirts, he's been handling oh, all of that. Uh -huh. um, as well as just songwriting and yeah. stuff like that too. Nice. But yeah, it works very well together. Um, yeah. How did y'all kind of, how did y'all kind of come into those roles or was it pretty mm. natural? I think most of them are natural. I think at a certain point for some things, it's kind of just like, uh, hey, uh, someone needs to do this. And I was like, okay, <laughs> do it, please. Because <laughs> I don't want to do it. Um, like, I got Like you. anything technological, I, oh, okay. I can't. So I'm you so kind bad. of already know like your, your, um. Uh, what's what am I trying to say? Your uh, what you like to do and what you don't like to do. Mm -hmm. So it kind of helps. Kind of like strengths and weaknesses. Yes, exactly. Too. Yes. Okay. Cool. And so you mentioned that um, you know you help with a majority or a lot of the the writing process and songwriting. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about what that looks like for you? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times, so if it's a song that I bring in or Michael brings in or Gabe brings in, mm -hmm. um, and Jenna as well. Uh, basically the we like kind of have our at least the way i i, I go back. i have like my general form and chord progressions now mm -hmm. and sometimes lyrics mm -hmm. beforehand mm -hmm. uh, but we all help write the lyrics with a lot of stuff like that um but i'll be like yeah this is a song and like a lot of times like i'll typically have the music part of it done um but that's all i write is just my part and like what's going to be the foundation of it but mm -hmm. then be like hey can you put a sexy line there please and or jenna same thing put a line here or maybe mm. we have our line that we've already written for ourselves but everyone kind of just gets their own part going mm. on top of it okay. and i like that a lot because it adds multiple um types of sounds mm -hmm. to the songs and really the collaboration really makes for something special mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. as opposed to just one person having which is fine as well because we do we have done that too like Michael on a couple of those instrumental ones, he like writes the whole thing, and wow. it's amazing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It really is. Um, but for the most part, yeah, everyone comes into their own on what they're gonna play on the songs, um, and that's kind of the thing. Uh, and the lyrics as well, like I said, we we collab on that sometimes as well. But sometimes someone will, I don't know, have like a bad breakup or something, and mm. then like <laughs> just write their heart out. Yeah, there. yeah, I gotcha. That's actually what I wanted to ask is. Um, like a lot of y'all's music i feel like is very forlorn like longing yeah. for love like unrequited <laughs> love um would you say <laughs> would you say it's um like based on the band's experiences or is that just kind of the the overall theme of the uh, band <laughs> i i i will say I, I, especially for like a lot of the earlier songs and the, and and some some of the songs in Blossom and Heat Wave, mm -hmm. a lot of those do stem from my own personal experience. Oh, it's which your I mean, own. Okay. It's not. It's not like <laughs> like look. You know, I'm a passionate guy. I, I enjoy oh, being in love as much yeah, as the next guy. You yeah, know, who doesn't, right? It, but yeah. no, I mean these things happen to me, and they happen to everybody. Okay. And I'm like, I'm just gonna say, I'm feeling. And gotcha. sometimes, and I mean, you know, people are sad a lot, it's, yeah. and it's okay. Um, and singing helps with that. But I think yeah. that, that part of the goal, at least for me, from my standpoint, whenever I. I write lyrics i'm like this is how i feel and i think a lot of people feel mm -hmm. this way yeah you i know? like that i think that's definitely you know the audience feels that i feel like that's what makes y'all so relatable is because everyone goes through that type of mm -hmm. pain so wow i didn't realize that a majority of like the the heartbreak 
songs were were written by you. Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> At least some of the lyrics. No, but most of the ones that I, I have written the lyrics to, they they are typically about a specific person okay. that I have encountered mm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, some even as far back as high school. Wow. Yeah. Um, and a lot, most of them from college, I would I say, gotcha. and stuff like that. Um, there are a few that are made-up stories, too, though. Yeah, that's... As well. Okay, I like uh, that, too. Um, yeah. Kind of like the... I would like to say, like, I guess the Elton John approach, his writer. Mm. I think he... I'm sure... I, I don't know the details, but I, I would like to think that he created a lot of those stories gotcha. and those narratives. As gotcha. a lot of people do with, yeah. like, narrative songs like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Cool. Mm. Nice. Okay, so... When you're writing, is it something that, um, you know, that takes a while? Like, how long does it typically take for y'all to, to get a song together? <laughs> it typically doesn't take that long, actually. Um, especially if, like, someone has something already completed beforehand. Okay. Um, but at least for me personally, it just happens a lot whenever I'm just messing around on my guitar and not really doing something. And I, I, I listen, I'm like, well, that was... That was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. Like, I'm going to do that again. Um, and then it, it's just, it, it's never a lot of, I, I, and I think people, uh, but that's not really the industry is sometimes eventually when it's your job job and like you're uh, creating the art for people, you are forcing yourself to have to just write. Mm-hmm. But I think it is much better when it just comes more naturally. Yeah. You're not forcing it. Um, then again, at the same time, if that's all you do and you have your full day ahead of you and mm-hmm. you can just mess around on guitar, then I don't think you have to worry as much. I got gotcha. you. For sure. But, yeah. Um, no, yeah, so it, it typically comes easy. I'm sorry, what what was the main part of that question? No, I was just <laughs> is asking. That, is that good? Yeah, 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 you answered okay. it completely. The question was just, um, like, how long it takes you to oh, write. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, and especially getting together with everyone and getting their parts. Yeah. Typically one or two rehearsals. I wow. Say, I think. That is pretty quick. That's awesome. What, um, what kind of inspires y'all's music, um, other than, you know, experiences, um, like what inspires y'all's music style and aesthetic because i feel like y'all have a certain sort of aesthetic it's to me if i would you know label it it would be kind of like um a 70s almost like a mm-hmm. 60s 70s vibe like as far as like y'all's marketing aesthetic and maybe even your music like it's very 60s 70s yeah no i i, I definitely feel that i think maybe even 80s I would say, especially with some of the stuff that Gabe likes. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 we just had a lot, like, a lot of various inspirations, mm. I think, from time. Like, I, for me, at least, I listened to Queen a lot because mm. that's what my dad liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I kind of channel some of that energy into how I write okay. s- some songs a little bit because, like, they have, like, these grand things that, like, go from sweeping from section to section. Mm-hmm. Um, and very instrumentally led um with nice melodies in the vocals as well um but um like but i am like a more of an indie rock stand that's like my, that's the stuff that i like to listen to the most more than anything and i think some of that does have an aesthetic of like um late or later like 20th century music mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um and then michael he likes a lot of jazz so mm-hmm. And that's his thing and Justin and uh, he will say it all the time but he listens to like a lot of everything mm. so same thing I think he's just pulling from various genres okay. across time you know yeah. and stuff like that and Jenna and Gabe same thing I would say so okay. I, I think it's just the combination of pulling from various things that gives it that overall sound gotcha but we definitely all enjoy music from that era yeah well. yeah I guess y- y'all are kind of music fluid because it sounds like y'all can really do anything 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 and like, we have done like various covers. We've done like lately, "Kiss Me" by Six Spence and on the Richer. Yes, I love that. Yeah, that yeah. So we've done that song, and we've also done um, uh, a Tyler created the song "Nine One One" as well. So our range is definitely there on okay. what we could play. That's nice. That's awesome. What, um, what goals do y'all have for for Cherry Mantis? Uh, the goal would be to go all the way and become famous and very iconic yeah. is the ultimate goal okay. in it all um, I would love to be on the level of Beyonce but I know I, we will never be on the level of Beyonce because <laughs> that's Beyonce and mm. our music isn't really the type of music that gets you that far in fame I don't think um, okay. maybe I don't know maybe times will change I would love to be wrong um, but no I, I think we would all just enjoy a, a certain level of fame to where like people know about us mm-hmm. and like maybe you know if I could I have a nice house one day mm-hmm. or something, and then we have a nice car. Which I don't know. I probably would just drive the same car I drive now, honestly. <laughs> but um, yeah, just to live off of that and just be have a good amount of renown across yeah. the country, if okay. not the world. Okay, but definitely fame. Nice. <laughs> okay, I feel like y'all are definitely getting there because every time I go to one of y'all shows, like people, they're it's so packed all the time, and like. Everyone is there to see Terry Mantis, and of course the other bands. But I've, I see y'all having like a, a large crowd, so definitely picking up a lot of. A lot I appreciate of fans. you saying that. Yeah. Tell your friends. <laughs> and let's talk um, also about your other project, um, Dream Feed. Mm-hmm. So, how did that start? Because that was a very because y'all only started like what a year ago or so. We started like right when COVID was at, like at its prime yeah. mm-hmm. in about. So, honestly, it might have been 20, because, yeah, it was 2020, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, we we started early in, in the March, in March, um, and, uh, I, I, it's funny, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bipolar with my guitar and bassness that I want to do, but I was, <laughs> I've been playing guitar, and I was like, you know, I haven't played bass in something for a long time, and I don't think people even knew that I played bass in, like, around Arlington, because I still meet people who see me play bass for the first time, and was like, I didn't know you played bass, yeah. and I was like, yes, this is my yeah. name, it's more of my thing, really, okay. so I was like, you know, I want to play bass in something. Okay, I, gotcha. I was telling Justin this, um, and yeah, spoiler, Justin's in the in Dream Feet as well, <laughs> uh-huh. um, and we were just basically looking for a roster of people. Um, and I, one night I was at Caves, and I, I had some things to drink. I was having a good time. <laughs> I think it was karaoke night, too, so oh, it was cool. like extra vibes uh-huh. that night. Um, and I had saw Roxy Acuna there, uh-huh. and I hadn't seen her in a while. And we had, I, I had actually almost joined a band with her, okay. Rolo Vexy, a while oh, ago. yeah, I remember um, that. Because they were looking for another basis, but I, I didn't commit at the time because mm-hmm. I was very, very busy, and um, it just it, it, it wouldn't have been smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was like, hey, are you, you still sing? And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, yeah, I still sing. And I was like, well, I, are you interested in starting something? So I, I just ran into her there, and I was like, yeah, we should meet up and like jam or sometime and see mm-hmm. anything. So, And I had already thought she was a great singer the first time I'd seen her a few times here and there. I think mm-hmm. the first time I saw her sing was at Truth Vinyl. Okay. I yeah. think Joseph Fisher had played that mm-hmm. show as well or something like that. Um, and she, I thought she was great. So I asked her if she wanted to try to start something, and she said, yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of the origin story. Wow. Yeah. So it was just kind of a, a 
A tipsy night. <laughs> a, ch a chance meeting, I guess you yeah, could yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's definitely a tipsy night. <laughs> and um, like you mentioned, you know, Justin King is also in the band with you, um, as well as some other members of Cherry Mantis. Yes, uh, Gabe as well. Mm -hmm. Gabe Roth. <laughs> in what ways would you say that from Cherry... Because, you know, y'all are in Cherry Mantis, so y'all already have kind of that uh, foundation as a group. Um, in what ways would you say that Cherry Mantis and Dream Feed are different? Uh, well, I, I, the, the, I would say it's, at least in genre-wise, there is a difference. But okay. even then, I, right now, at least with some of the earlier songs that we've written, because a lot of them were written by me and Gabe, mm. music musically, with lyrics by Roxanne, at least. Um, mm. So that did make it different. But there are definitely some similarities, and the songs oh, okay. that we do in there could be played by okay. Cherry Mantis as well. But again, that kind of goes back to Cherry Mass. I think we could play anything. And I think yeah. Dream Feed, it's kind of the same thing. They yeah. could also play anything. But um, it definitely has more of a closer to a vibe of soul R&B with some funk in there. Mm, okay, I can see that. So that's kind of what, and especially now with the songs that we're trying to write, that's kind of more of the push that we're making with Dream Feed. But um, no, yeah, like uh, the songs we've written so far could be played Cherry by Cherry Mass. But they are, have, they have more of a chill... Um, groove vibe definitely mm -hmm. compared to Cherry Mantis and they um definitely definitely just more uh funkier I would say for one okay. and with more soul okay that, for sure I, I can definitely see that now that you mentioned that would you say that your roles are similar to what they are for your band Cherry Mantis yes okay very so similar <laughs> um yeah, almost exactly the same, I say. But uh, Ro Roxanne uh, handled, helps a lot with the songwriting as well. Okay. And uh, Gabe, too. That, it's definitely uh, a much more of a team effort for the, for the whole process mm -hmm. of writing the song. Mm -hmm. um, we typically do that at rehearsals together. Okay. A lot of the time. Um, that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big difference. But um, that's similar to Cherry, too, in some ways, for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, the roles with, are definitely okay. more Okay, so it's easy to kind of transition into that, the second band. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are your goals for Dream Feed? Same thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I forgot to mention, Kai, Kai Huynh also plays the keyboard there. Yes, I was going to ask. I knew there was another. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, we met at UTA in Jasmine okay. as well. Wow. Funny enough. Um, but uh, no, the goals are definitely uh, the same. Uh, kind of the way my philosophy in music and just work in general is if I involve myself in multiple things that are strong mm -hmm. hopefully one of them sticks okay and i nice. will ride that wave when that day comes yeah whichever it is yeah um but we work hard for for both yeah for, that's for both great people. that actually um brings me to my next question would you say it's hard or pretty easy for you to balance both bands <laughs> it, it is tough um the schedule gets very full very mm -hmm. fast a lot most months um especially just everything else going on but it will be rare, and it's not a bad thing. I, I enjoy it, but it, I, it's very rare that I will have a Saturday just completely free, or even a Friday night wow. to just do whatever. It's there's typically a show of some fashion yeah. going on every weekend. Yeah. Um, especially with the other thing, other gigs that I do outside of those bands, even yeah. as well. Um, so you can get it, it's easy to get a little jaded sometimes, yeah. you know, but. Um, it's definitely worth it. And when, when I'm there, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm having a I great time. I get you, yeah. I'm having a good time. 
I'm the same way. I'm the exact same way. It's like, um, like you feel so overwhelmed and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm so freaking tired. I've been doing all this the entire week. But when you're finally in there, you're like, this is what I love. Yeah, it's cool. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it awesome cool. once you're there. <laughs> Oh, but getting there, that, I'm dreading the shower in the morning. Just yeah, yeah, get, yeah. Get up and go. Like, exactly. Ah, that's my exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's One worth day. it. Yeah. We, we, we love what we do. We, we do. definitely do. <laughs> so, what upcoming projects or goals does Dreambeat have? Uh, we're hopefully going to get to recording something very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just wanted to get, especially play some more shows and get a bit more of a following first yes. in the community Understandable. before releasing something. Cause we are still very fresh. Cause like we started like a year and a half ago at this mm-hmm. point, but we didn't really start playing until earlier this year and playing yeah. a lot more shows. Yeah. Cause that's when things were opening up. Mm-hmm. And even when they kind of started opening up, like in like around this time last year, we were still just brand new. Mm-hmm. And it, but at least, like you see some of the connections that we've already made right. from being relevant with Cherry Manis, we mm-hmm. just like, hey, uh, can, let, can our other band do this and stuff yeah. like that too. But um, no, yeah, it's uh, that we would definitely like to record something very, very soon. Okay. And just any ETA like 2022 type of thing. I would say 2022. Okay. Definitely, probably mid 2022. Hopefully. Okay. Knowing us, maybe late 20. I understand. We'll see. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen. Yes. Um, from, you know, either from uh, Cherry Mantis or Dream Feed, what would you say is, is your personal favorite show or venue that you've played at? Hmm. That's a really good question. And I, 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 I was actually asked this the other day, too, okay. and I had to think about it some. But I would probably say... Um, I really have always liked Lola's Saloon in Fort Worth. In Fort wow, Worth. okay. Um, it's a good vibe there. Um, and it's just big as well, yeah. especially the trailer park outside mm-hmm. with the weather prevents. Like, but when it's hot out there, it is absolutely <laughs> dreadful. I, I hate being there. Um, but it, it's a very fun venue. Um, but I also would say I, I do like caves a lot. It's there's mm-hmm. it's very small and, and especially like it just gets so packed in there. Yeah. Because it's small. But I like I kinda love that vibe though. Yeah. It, it, it's very it, intimate. It yeah. is, yeah. And, and just seeing that many people, it just feels like and it does a lot, yes. but it definitely feels like more than what it actually is. But I, I, I enjoy that. It's very intimate, like you said. Yeah. And it's a good time. And the drinks are cheap. Yeah. Um and you know, it, it's just it's just yeah. a good time. There. It's a good vibe in there too, because it's dark and yeah, it's red. Yeah, the dim lighting is <laughs> It's really fun, yes. Yes. Love the home furniture there and all that. <laughs> Would you say that um oh I, I need to start asking this for my other my other guests, but mm. um as a musician, do you like when people are like a front row, like all up in your face close, or do you like like do you like it when they give you a little bit of space? Because you know how when you go to like sh- venues with like a larger space, mm-hmm. um it's like there's kind of that bubble like people kind of curve because they don't want to be too close mm-hmm. um it's kind of like a natural curve it's very interesting but like at caves like i feel like since it's, it gets so packed so easily like it's like right there uh, i would say that we like i think we like it better being like right up in our face uh-huh. um if it permits of course there are some stages uh right. where like there is gonna be some space because especially yeah. like, you're so high up like you yes said, yes and there's like a barrier there but even then like if i i think yeah i speak yeah. for everyone what we want you as an audience to be very uh, close to us mm-hmm. and very hype because yeah. if you're like I, we it's obviously up to us to get everyone hyped mm-hmm. there too but we definitely feed off of energy from mm-hmm. an audience right. from the audience members and if they're having a good time i'm having a good yes. time yes but yes. that works both ways yes you know? exactly yeah i feel i feel that too i think when covid started you know of course like 
shows weren't happening but i feel like with shows happening again people are still kind of nervous like do i sit or do i oh, stand definitely. you know like people aren't used yeah. to standing and like vibing mm -hmm. like they used to um but i think it's, it's slowly kind of coming back to where people are feeling more comfortable with it mm -hmm. um but i always want to ask that because some people like that space i guess but i always felt like if you're like hyping the band up, which is why me and Pat are usually in the front right, of y'all shows, see you, you know, there. it I helps. Like I feel like it helps the entire vibe of it the night. It definitely does. Yeah. It really makes a big push. Yeah. So everyone listening out there, get all up in their faces. Please. Throw, Please. Um, you know, throw money, throw bras. <laughs> hey, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's, um, let's kind of move on to another side of your music career, Lewis. Um, you know, what a lot of people don't know about you is that you do play a lot of classical music still. Mm -hmm. um, so can you tell us more about that and what instruments you play on the classical side? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, classical is very important to me. Um, and I, it, it's, it's, it, the tuba, I play the tuba for one. That's mm -hmm. actually my favorite instrument that really? I play out of everything that I do. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll talk briefly about that for a second. Okay. I, I, it's just especially playing in a symphony, whenever I have a chance, be it in like in school or in a community symphony somewhere. There is, it, it's a different experience with music. Um, and I was just writing a paper on this for school actually, um, mm. and how this woman named Lydia Gower she wrote this book called The Imaginary a Museum of Musical Works. She said music had the classical music had this responsibility in the arts of ascending us to a higher plane of, wow. ex of experience and like a like ecstasy basically wow. um and i definitely feel that it, it's it's a different vibe um i would never say it's more serious than any of the other music i do because it's mm -hmm. all equally serious and just as mm -hmm. important for culture and art mm -hmm. but it, it, it's the playing and something it, it's just it's it's the tops for me i i, I love doing that but um so I, I play the tuba, as I said, um, and I don't make as a lot of money because there aren't too many tuba gigs going around, like at this level, um, because it just doesn't, it's not called for in as many situations, and I don't really want to put effort into playing jazz tuba as much anymore as I did a, a few years ago. Um, but uh, I go to school currently at SMU right now, and I am doing my master's in tuba wow. performance. Yeah. So and the Masters. Yeah. Wow. It's a it's a degree for symphony orchestra player, Wow. Basically. Okay. So that is my main thing that I am, am working towards for that. Um also do a lot of other stuff, you know, just very side gigs, do church gigs a lot, especially okay. around Christmas and Easter time. That's uh -huh. my wallet is very happy around Christmas okay. and Easter. Um and sometimes weddings mm -hmm. as well, playing with a the quintet there. Mm -hmm. But uh no, yeah, so that's the main thing. It's just striving to get towards being a symphonic uh, symphony tuba player wow that's the main thing there that is so interesting you have so many different options to to choose from as far as like getting your your music career and mm -hmm. like out there and everything what made you pick the tuba so i i actually did not want to play the tuba <laughs> um <laughs> As I, I, I may, I think I mentioned before, I, I started on viola. I was bad at that. Mm -hmm. Only reason I started that because there was a girl in fifth grade that was playing the violin in the uh. class, and I was like, "Hey, Lana, what's up?" You know, so like, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I did, so I did the viola. I was bad. I was horrible, horrific. And I remember my dad telling me like, "Never do that again." Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I mean, I don't know. I was, I was eleven, you know." But like, yeah. so then in sixth grade, I actually when I joined band, I wanted to be a percussionist okay. originally. Mm -hmm. But they were like, sorry, the class is full. And I'm like, dog, 
Like, I know it's percussion, and everyone wants to be yep, percussion because I yeah. want to hit stuff. <laughs> and it's really cool, you know? Yeah. I, I, I saw a drum line with Nick mm-hmm. Cannon back in the day. Exactly. Was, it was really fun. They really made percussion, like, yeah. the coolest thing ever. I was, I was like, why would I play that? And they're like, and they're like you want to play the trombone? I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. What is a trombone? And I was like, okay, I've seen that before. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I guess. And they're like, here, buzz on this mouthpiece. I'm like, ah, sure. But then I did that for about a year and a half. And I was bad at the trombone. I was okay. really, really bad at the trombone. <laughs> Uh, my middle school director, Mr. Kramer, uh, he, <laughs> I think he hated me. Oh, no. For like the first year. And I, and I think Mr. Da- Mr. Dawson too, hates a strong word, but because <laughs> I would goof off because I knew I was bad at it too. So I would goof off in, in class. And you're kind of like one. stuck with your instrument after you, you pick it, right? A little bit, yes. Um, at least maybe until high school if they mm. offer you to switch. Right, but like, right. it just wasn't it. Um, gotcha. I think I did have some talent in it, but like I just, I, 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 it wasn't as strong for me. But um, then one day I went to seventh grade and they they said there were no tuba players there, um, or in the entire band program there. So and they need someone to fill the spot. Mm-hmm. And they asked if anyone would be interested in switching, and I was like, I'll, there you go. I'll give it a shot. Sure, <laughs> why not? Um, and I was like, oh, this thing is big. And I, it is huge. Like, granted, I was a big kid. I was very tall. And, like, you know, I, I had a belly at the time, too. But, like, uh, I saw it and I was like, I... But then uh, then I played the note and okay. I was like, oh, that's kind of kind of feels good a little bit, you know? Um, and it, and I sounded good. I, I sounded really good. And I picked on it, but, on it very easily. And uh, shout out Stacy Dunn is my old high school director. He came to the middle school a lot and helped. Oh. And he helped a lot with that transition. And he, he's a really, the, the, I'd say, the biggest reason why I am where I am today wow. on the tuba. Um, he he helped a lot with that. And it, it was just, it was way better. Even, like, and I started taking band seriously. Uh-huh. Okay. I remember Mr. Dawson even told me one time, he was like, uh, you know, I was like, when you're on trombone, like, I just thought you were the biggest goofball and you oh. didn't care about anything. And, mm-hmm. and you switched the tuba and everything changed. I was like, it really did. It wow. really did. It made a big difference. And... Doing that through high school, I, I played it all through there, um, and then eventually learned that I could go to school for that, and I was yeah. like, "Hold on," because I remember at the time I was thinking about where, what am I gonna do? I knew I wanted to go to college, mm-hmm. but like I didn't want to go to college if I wasn't gonna do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to just be at a, a university to be no major. Yeah, for yeah. that's just to me, that's just no point in wasting money like that, you know? Right, right. Um, but um, yeah. So that that's kind of how the tuba the origin happened. the tuba origin story it took a bit but we got there yeah so you did tuba in marching band I did that's freaking tuba heavy in band, that right? is heavy I felt so bad for our tuba players I'd be like yeah oh. I, I, I I did not I I don't like marching band oh, okay. I did not like marching band that much in high school you like either playing more than marching I, gotcha. I like sitting down and playing <laughs> my instrument but marching band is cool you know and like going to football games it was fun but like bro like do you you know doing summer band like mm-hmm. in the ninety five plus degree mm-hmm. heat. It yeah, sucks. It it's suck. the worst thing in the world, yeah. you know. And doing it for a month and those three yeah. days, morning, afternoon, yeah. evening, it, it it was tragic. But you know, after a while, it was fun. And it's funny because like, even funny enough, in senior year, I was band captain, and that was fun. And I did care about the program a lot, and I worked very hard for it. But like secretly on the inside, I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to go to marching band. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, that it was it was an experience. And then in oh god, in college we used those contra ones that they use in drum corps, oh, or the okay. contra one that we have to hold them up with just only your two hands. And oh like, wait, so how was it held in marching band? Is the Seuss phone thing where it like wraps around your oh, body? Oh yes, right? but y'all actually had to hold it in college. <sighs> it's like so like you imagine like a concert tube, but like how it like yeah 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 like, you know, yeah. You, you just same thing it. It, the bell just faces the front and you hold it on your shoulder oh, okay. and like you know how trumpet players like they hold it down in front of their body yeah. whenever they're not playing we would also do that mm. wow shout out big old thing yes, <laughs> shout out to any tuba players in drum corps that do that stuff y'all are y'all aren't human and let, I, I respect them let me ask you this it's just a funny question mm-hmm. if if myself i'm five foot one Mm-hmm. If myself tried to play the tuba in high school, do you think they would let me, or would they be like, "I'm sorry"? You I really think they can't. would let you give it a shot. Yeah, they really because really, there were there were a lot of um, there there and there still are a lot of girls that actually play the tuba. But Obviously, like like like, t- like short like. Yeah, there are <laughs> options. There's like these fiberglass sousaphones, right? Oh, That's okay. a thing. So it's like not metal. Uh, like are they light more lightweight? They're then? definitely really oh, okay. lightweight. I was like, "Well, can you try to let me play this?" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it, right. it doesn't sound as good. But but like it is oh, okay. much much lighter. Because there was there was a guy uh, named Christian, who was really actually very similar to your height, also really skinny, and he played that. Thing. And he, I was like, dude, this this thing is heavy. It's like almost yeah. as much as you, man. Oh my god. And um, but he played the fiberglass to it, and so it, it's definitely possible. But even okay. the fiberglass one can be heavy, especially when okay. you're smaller. Yeah. But they would let you that's, try it for that's sure. That's funny. Okay. Because <laughs> I just can't even imagine seeing someone because like i feel like the tubas are just huge like they're so ch- chunky like clunky yeah, like yeah. it's very <laughs> awkward <intro. laughs> so what are your um what are your goals with the classical side of music uh, definitely foremost playing in the symphony that okay. that is especially because like it comes with such a nice salary and that's all you will do mm. I, I just auditioned for the San Diego Symphony a couple of weeks oh. ago. Didn't go super well. It's okay. okay. I'm moving on. Okay, um, gotcha. <laughs> but no, it, it was fine. It's an experience. And yeah. hardly anyone wins mm. the first audition. I think my professor, he plays in the Dallas Symphony now. Mm. He was saying like, yeah, it took me like three or four auditions for even just to make oh. it to the second round of oh. the auditions and stuff gotcha. like that. And like, I think uh, my professor from UTA, I don't think he got the Fort for Symphony until he was like close to 40 mm. years old or anything like that either. So it's very normal, but mm-hmm. it's becoming more normal now for younger people to get these symphony jobs. Okay. So there is hope. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to say. Yeah. Um, it's funny, just something that Forrest has said to me. Like, I, you ha- there's a statistics breakdown. Apparently, it is more difficult to get a spot in the symphony than it is to become a player in the NBA. Oh, wow. On a sports team. I do remember seeing in this one article, it was like 0.00001% chance of getting at this because mm. there's just so many people yeah. that want to do it yeah. and there are only and even now that there are so many symphonies compared to like 50 years ago mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. still like the amount of people compared to the amount of jobs gotcha and the symphony is only one too but so that's mm, that, okay. you literally have to be the best wow in the to do that thing. yeah wow but uh that's definitely the main goal um if not that i mean hey if i could get into playing soundtracks for movies Ooh, stuff like that that'd yeah. be cool okay. um I love that as well. Um, yeah, just any any opportunity to play anything like that, as long as I'm just making money. Yeah, it. I gotcha. Which at this level, time, and you get more opportunities for other gigs when you're in the symphony and stuff too. Mm. But um, definitely that. 
there are even other opportunities of getting like uh, where these big quintets in the country that offer these like 6k salaries sometimes wow. or it's not like sorry it's 6k six figure salaries six figure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um yeah. and just to play in a brass quintet and that that's an option too but wow. it doesn't interest me as much as just okay. playing for the symphony that is definitely the main thing i okay. want to work towards what about the symphony speaks out to you to where you're like that's what i want to do I I just remember specifically um, it was uh, for one I did I, we you know he there was region band in, in high school mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so we would audition for that and um, taught people who did it who made region in uh, high school and you would you could play in the orchestra yeah. the region orchestra okay. for the wind players that have the instruments in what they're gonna play. Um, so for Tubi, you had to do. You had to get the first spot for that, and I did that a couple of times. One of the times with the director of the UTA Symphony, actually, wow. and that was that was cool. So we had met a few times before then, but um, I remember playing there, and especially because like I'm very, I'm very um, uh, not territorial, territory, but like I don't, I like definitely, and I think I speak for all tuba players when I say that, but like I like playing by myself okay <laughs> like being the only tuba player yeah okay <laughs> i i think and like you know it's like obviously sometimes it's very necessary to have two people because mm. there's sometimes like it's gonna be loud and low and like you gotta breathe you oh. know so having somewhere else to like breathe mm-hmm. in different spots with you it it helps a lot but it's definitely more fun doing it by yourself mm-hmm. playing your own part on your own it's awesome mm-hmm. but even aside from that i just really appreciate the music that comes from those composers, um, especially in the romantic area. Like I love Tchaikovsky. I think he'd probably be my favorite composer Aww. of all time. Um, and just uh, Mussorgsky as well. And all the arrangements that people have made on his piano music. It's just, I, I, people. whenever people say this is the best music in the world, I'm like, you know, I'm not upset with that mm. statement. I'm really not. Um, debatable, of course, but I, I have a strong love for that music. And mm-hmm. I I I I have cried on stage while wow. playing that stuff, and I think that's the only time I've ever really cried wow. from music, uh, at least in performance. Yeah, that's anyways. beautiful. It's different. It, it definitely. It, it, and like I said, like it just really does help you send a new emotion. Wow. I think, and I guess I I just I I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can do that for a six figure salary, yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strong a strong career. And yeah, okay. It's definitely so very your love of music overall, and of course, like the the pay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's, it's a job. <laughs> That's a great um, little niche, I guess you would say. Like, I don't, I didn't know that um, classical musicians could make them. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's it's a great, and you work maybe like forty weeks max. Oh and You wow. get like a big like vacation. Yeah. And as a tuba, I'm not even gonna play on everything. Right. So. I will have a lot of weeks off. Wow. Doing it doing to do it whenever I want as well. Yeah. Anyways. But Sounds still like you fun. have a great plan. I, yeah. I just hope something works out. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a quick break, Lewis, and then we're going to come back and kind of talk a little bit more about the, the classical music and your aspirations for that. Um, so, yeah, let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone, it's Train here again, and I'm currently with Lewis Martin Moreno of Cherry Mantis and Dream Feed, and we were actually just talking about his classical music involvement. Um, so, Lewis, um, you know, what other sort of um, projects are you in that that are that deal with classical music? 
so I'm also part of this quintet, uh, and I have been for a few years now, called Mid-Cities Brass. Um, and basically it's comprised currently of, and there have been different members over the years of people have gone and go and moved on with life and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But comprised uh, mostly of members typically starting with people from UTA uh, that we were going to school with. Um, but uh, the main member, Forrest, a good friend of mine, we go to SMU together now even, um, he's been playing trumpet in there for a while and invited mm. me to come play tuba with them, I want to say, I think, three years ago or something. Okay. It's been, maybe maybe even four years ago. It's been a while. Um, and so we're just a local quintet. Uh, we pick mid-cities kind of like a, to, to uh, you line up with a DFW area, basically. Um, so we've done various gigs, uh, but our main goal, especially with the past few summers, has been like uh, to kind of put local uh, music on the spotlight from young composers. Um, with this project that we've been doing with um, uh, kind of a advocate of music as well, who works at TCC in their music department, Haley Woodrow, and they have this summer program there. Who um, they do a class, and she helps guide uh, young composers and helps them create a piece. Um, for a premiere, for a worldwide premiere, but it happens here in, in uh, DFW. And typically each summer, we've I think we've done over 20 pieces so far that we've premiered um, for classical music. And uh, we just did this last summer as well. This year there was eight. I think last year there was about seven. And then I think the first year there might have been five. So it's kind of gotten bigger and bigger wow. each time. But that's our main thing is just bringing new music to light. Okay. Especially from young composers specifically. Yeah. And you wow. know, some of those pieces come out very, very good. Like you, a lot of them, I'm like, it's hard to believe that you are a student in a program here. Mm. The, the, the quality of music that they write is very, very strong. Wow. Um, we actually had a concert just last night playing some of that. Oh music. my gosh, really? Yeah, it was like a recital at uh, TCC. They had oh some of their gosh. students in the program play, and then we played some of the student uh-huh. composers' works. That uh, is last so night. cool. Oh. I wanted to ask Lewis how um if you don't mind me asking mm-hmm. how old are you? I am I just turned twenty five a couple of weeks. Wow, ago. you're so young. I go yeah. crazy. <laughs> <I> <laughs> feel, uh, my friends like to give me a hard time because I, I I'm the oldest in the group. Are, are you like really? Six, yeah, just like well, I mean uh, <laughs> in various groups, but uh, not everywhere. Okay, gotcha, not gotcha, everywhere. gotcha. Not with everybody. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean you have so much going on for for being twenty five. So that's I, I wanted to ask that because you know sometimes we get intimidated because we're like, dang, I'm getting older. And so it's good mm-hmm. to, to hear, you know, our fellow, um, like contemporaries, like what all they're doing at their age. Cause there's some like very young people in this community that are doing so much. And I'm always like very inspired. Mm-hmm. That's great to see. Yeah, it really, it really is. is. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that part of you. Cause, um, I think it's something that not a lot of people know about you cause they know you more so for yeah. the cherry mantis. And, and it's the same with the classical side oh, as well. They like, don't know they, that you do. No, yeah. They're oh. like, so we become like friends on mm-hmm. Facebook or like follow each other wow. on Instagram and they're like, Hey, what's, what's, what's a cherry mantis? And I'm like, <laughs> it's a band. And they're yeah. like, go check it out. Like you got Spotify, right? And then yeah. like, I'm like, wow, I didn't know you do that. And I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm just full of surprises. Yeah. No, but yeah, so it's definitely the same there. That's really cool. What other, um, so aside from everything that we've talked about so far, what other artistic endeavors are you looking forward to? Okay, so I have a lot of aspirations and dreams. And mm-hmm. the way I've always saw it is that I would like try, try to do like an ice cube type thing. 
where like uh, I, I start in music and then that just takes me into oh, other things as well. Yeah, so maybe yeah. like acting mm-hmm. uh, and just producing stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, so I, I'll kind of go through each one a bit. The one thing that's most closely related to music is I have a strong love for musical theater. Oh, um, wow. I have for a while now. I think I, I remember I had just gone to this production of high school for In the Heights and I was blown away. I was like, this is really cool. And I will never tell other people for a long time that I love this stuff because uh. people make fun of, made fun of music theater back in the day, like mm. in high school and stuff like that. But I really love that. And it is cheesy. It really is. But I, I, I just, for one thing, I just love a good story more than anything else. Mm. And and some of those songs are really good. And, you know, people on Broadway, they can, they can sing yeah, their really hearts can. out. It is yeah. great stuff. So I, I have some ideas for some musicals that I would be really interested in okay. writing. But it's just actually getting around to doing it. Um, that's, that's one thing. I, I, and it's for other writing endeavors, I have a couple of ideas for a couple of TV shows that I would oh, love to. Even what? if it's like at a smaller level or like even if i just like upload it to youtube or something yeah one day i will i will i would like to get to that but that um, is cool yeah one one's a sitcom and the other it would be a more of a dramedy i okay. think kind of would be the goal in it but uh i have a strong love for television as well as film as well okay so it's wow. something i would love to try to weasel my way into hopefully one day is helping produce television and, and maybe film Wow. If I can help with that because I have a lot of ideas and I see a lot of like TV shows and movies. I'm like, I could have made that better, you know. And yeah, I'm sure yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. say that, but mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, like like we we a lot of us saw Game of Thrones. I'm uh-huh. like, dude, like I could have written the ending a could have been tragic, better. tragic. <laughs> tragic. I, like, I could have written a better ending to right. Game of Thrones than right. that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I I, I real, but I just love stories. Um, yeah. And like you know, like you you look at like my 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 Netflix list, mm-hmm. and like you scroll through that, it is quite a rainbow and a spectrum of 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 uh, media on there. Mm-hmm. Like anything from like, like New Girl to sitcoms like that mm-hmm. to Korean dramas and stuff. Like that. <laughs> I, I love me a good uh, cheesy uh, Asian. Oh, drama. It's good I stuff. love it. They're yeah. good. Yeah. They're really good. I love that. So you're um, you're very like. You love the like you said cheesy like kind of emotional. I do I do stuff. love that stuff? I love it. No, it's great. Yeah, it's great. that is so cool. But also, uh, you know, like more quote unquote serious stuff as well, like uh, action thrillers, mm-hmm. uh, some horror. Uh, I would mm-hmm. say that's probably mm-hmm. one of my least mm-hmm. favorites, but I do enjoy watching oh, okay. it. But sci-fi, just literally anything. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just started watching the show called Lovecraft Country. That's based oh on the yes, book. so good, Crazy. so good, yeah. Yeah, me and Hot Sauce, it's it's crazy. Yeah, me and me and uh, Alexis, uh, my girlfriend, just started watching that. Yeah, and it's it is great. It's yeah. mind blowing. But it something really like is. that too. So just anything like that. Um, okay. Yeah. So a couple of ideas for a musical and uh, a couple of shows too. Okay. I would love to get to that one day. And I would also like to try my hand at acting. Okay, I was gonna ask. Point. So yeah, I was gonna ask if if specifically those those artistic aspirations, um, if they were just you writing. Or if you were intending on acting too, mm. I think I think for the shows, it would probably be just more producing and then maybe co-directing mm-hmm. someone like that. Um, I, I so this this like have you seen Hamilton on Disney Plus at all? I I saw it live. I haven't seen it. On okay, Disney+. yeah, it's good. But mm-hmm. uh, so like Lin Manuel Miranda, very talented individual. Mm-hmm. Um, great writer wrote the whole thing mm. on his own and he i didn't realize it was him okay. yeah no oh. he, he's he's really great and he stars in it too yeah, he started yeah. on broadway 
And you know, he's a great, he is a good actor, I think. But like, you do like notice. I'm not trying to come for the man. He's very talented, <laughs> but he is the, the like the the weaker of the singers oh, wow. on there. And that and that's fine. Someone has to be right, mm-hmm. but he still does a great job. And especially as he really is perfect for that role of, of mm. Hamilton in that musical. But I wouldn't want it to be something like that where, like, you know, if my acting jobs aren't up to <laughs> for, like, what I want for this TV show yeah. or my musical, yeah. I, I want it to be the best thing. Gotcha. If there's someone better for that role, then, yeah, 100%, I, gotcha. I would put them in there. Yeah, Hopefully. I gotcha. You know, but um, I think for me, I would probably thrive more in being in, like, a, a sitcom mm. or, like, a comedy show okay. or something like that. Especially if someone else is writing for me, like, yeah, just say it like this. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I got you. I didn't realize you were interested in acting. Have you ever done that before? I have not. Not seriously. I mean, I remember farting around with people and, like, friends in, like, middle school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's definitely something I want to try. Um sometime in the near future that's cool yeah i thank you for letting me know that because as you know you know i'm part of dreamway or dreamways mm-hmm. productions and with that damien price and i we were looking to create more short films wow so that definitely i'll keep you in mind because okay. we're always looking for actors you yeah know? i would love to try it and nice. if i'm bad you can tell me that's okay okay i actually lo- so i'm the same as you where i'm like i look at things and i'm like that could be done better so i actually enjoy like because I want to be a film director. That's yeah. my, my dream. That's awesome. Yeah, so I love being like, you know what, let's run that back. Can you do it like this? Yeah, yeah. okay. That's awesome. So, I did yeah. not know that about yeah. it. Yeah, awesome. we'll definitely have to work together on a, a project. I would love that. Um, any other aspirations that you that come to mind that you want to definitely share with the audience? Hmm. No, I, I think that would be... For me, it's definitely just all about art and entertainment. Yeah. That's where most of my life goals come from. And I have other normal life goals that mm-hmm. people have, you know, like where they want to be and like they want to get married and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, artistically, that's that's definitely mainly it. Okay. For nice. sure. Yeah, I mean, you have, like I said, a lot going on, a lot of really great um, aspirations and it sounds like you're, you are... You have a plan. I think that's very important to have that plan. There is a path. Yeah. I'm trying to stay on it as best as I can. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you share with the audience, our listeners, um, like from everything that you've learned so far in all of your music career, art, art journey, um, what, sort, what words of advice would you have for someone who is, you know, starting off or kind of in a rut where they're like, I don't know what I'm doing? I would say... First, make sure what you're doing, you're good at it. Don't, don't and I mean, and I say that with, with all the love, yeah. but um, it, you would never, you don't want to waste your time. And you don't want to let other people let you waste your time mm-hmm. either. So have have friends that are honest with you as mm-hmm. well in your endeavors. Um, for one, I think that's very important. But whenever you do find that thing you're good at, and hopefully you're already involved in that thing that you're good at, stay true. Mm-hmm. Don't. It's it's hard. It, it it sucks a lot of the time, you know. Um, but I think anything that's worth doing has a lot of risk to it. Mm-hmm. If it didn't have a risk, I think there would be some questions you need to ask yourself if it's really worth it or not. Um, I think that's very important. But I remember I'd seen this in uh, something about the Dave Chappelle special. And, I mean, say what you will about Dave Chappelle, whatever your opinion is. But this this quote stuck with me. It's something of a conversation with his dad. He was like, um, if you're committed, then go. Mm-hmm. Don't don't waver. And he said, like, name your price. And if, the, mm-hmm. the, if what you're bargaining for, if it ever is more than that, and it's at more expensive your price, then back out. 
So you just know what you're willing to do for it. Know mm. how far. Okay. And but I think I, mean, I think if you just really stick with something long enough, and you that work harder than at. every yeah that you're good at, <laughs> and you work harder than everybody else, it's that mix of talent and work ethic. Yes, yes. yes. But you have to work harder than everybody else. Yeah. That's definitely the secret. I think what I'd say. Yeah. But don't give up. Yeah. Don't, don't give up. Stay with it. Nice. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I, I really do agree with, with everything you just said. I, I want to ask, um, what's your astrology sign? Wait, say that again? What's oh, your my astrology sign? Yeah. Uh, I'm a Libra. Oh, okay. So happy belated birthday. Yeah, yeah. Happened. Yeah. Okay. I always like to ask because I don't know if you're into astrology, but I am. And so like, I like to, after having a conversation with someone, I like to know their sign because it kind of, it really does bring it all together yeah it yeah does, i know it does. i don't know a lot about it but okay. i do find it interesting yeah okay cool and i do read of them like you know that i do do that you know yeah. and stuff like and like they do that too with yeah. their science stuff like that yeah it's cool so i don't know if you know much about your sign personally but um everything that you've mentioned like it really does make sense as a libra because it's all about the libra scale right mm-hmm. the the balance and um being logical and but um you know mm. uh, just like having a plan essentially yeah. like being is that the word methodic is that a right methodical word? maybe yeah methodical? i think so yeah yeah so um that's really cool okay yeah so thank you so much for for sharing your your journey with us today lewis um before we close out i want to ask where can we find you on social media what all social uh, yeah. media do you have so uh if, if you know me you can have me on facebook if you don't know me maybe don't do that but um <laughs> the main thing i'm active on outside of that is uh instagram and you can find me at at the underscore lewis l-u-i-s underscore moreno at the lewis moreno and then, of course, Cherry Mantis. Cher- Sorry, you're so smart. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cherry Mantis. Same thing on Instagram. If uh, That's at Cherry underscore Mantis. If you just, even if you just type in Cherry Mantis on, on Instagram, you'll find us. Same thing for Dreamfeed. You can also find us there. And if you could follow Cherry Mantis and Dreamfeed on Facebook as well, that would be good. And if you have a Twitter, you know, you, you, you could follow us. Yeah, you know, could follow Cherry Mantis tweet. on Twitter as okay. well. Okay. And then Dreamfeed, if I recall, it's at the number at one. one. Yeah, the number one Dreamfeed. Okay, at cool. one Dreamfeed. Okay. Is that because Dream Feed was taken? <laughs> it was. There, there, there are talks being made, but we'll let's okay, see. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and aside from the projects that you've already mentioned that are um, that you have going on, are there any other upcoming shows for either of your bands or Ooh. or anything that um, or projects that we want to be on the lookout for? Yes. Let me pull up my calendar. Okay, fast, go ahead and actually. do that. While you're pulling that up, um, definitely make sure to follow. You know, Cherry Mantis. They are on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, and all streaming platforms and they y'all just released your was it an album or an ep 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 yeah yeah stream heat wave please mm-hmm. and blossom if you're at it mm-hmm. um but we do have a show coming up october 13th that's gonna be um lottie's uh uh like festival local palooza, oh, local palooza yeah. uh, the fourth one i believe and that's gonna be at the haltom theater uh-huh. um and it's gonna be a bunch of people playing um i will also be uh, playing with uh, another group, I think, later that day. But more on that, I'll figure it out. Okay. But Cherry Manis will be playing that night, I believe, at 10 p.m. Okay, cool, cool. And that is a Friday? Saturday. Saturday, Saturday November 13th. November 13th. But that will be an all-day event starting about, like, 1 or 2 p.m. So okay. definitely come check out the other groups as well. It's going to be nice. a lot of fun. Awesome. Any other projects or shows? That is it for that now. That is it for now. Okay. Um, and what is your cash app slash Venmo? So if someone Ooh. wants to come out to support you. Okay. Uh, that's going to be at or dollar sign, depending uh-huh. on which one we're using. 
Louis, Louis three, four, five. But the way you spell Louis is L U I L U I. And the numbers four, five, three, four, five. Three, four, so five. at Louis, Louis three, four, five. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So definitely, you know, make sure to, um, to support Louis, follow him and his, his bands on social media, support your local artists, y'all. Um, thank you so much again, Louis, for coming out to, to speak with me so early today. No problem <laughs> at all. It was a lot of fun. Thanks yeah, for having me. Of ma'am. course. Thank you. I, I'm really glad that I got to know more about you and learn more about you because, you know, I feel like we've known each other, like known of each other, I guess, Definitely, for like yeah. years. But it's good to finally like sit down and have a conversation yeah. and of course get to know you more. Absolutely. So yes, thank you all so much for listening. Um, make sure to like, rate, and subscribe to my podcast, Tape This. And stay tuned for our next episode in December, y'all. As always, stay safe and spread love and light anywhere you can. Bye.